Welcome, everybody, to this year's, oh, I'm sorry, this week's uh, bi-weekly auction, auction house extravaganza. We we thank all of our uh, uh, auction, uh, uh, fuck, what the hell do we call people that bid on things? Help me out here, help me out here. Bidders. Bidders. Uh, th- oh, thank Donators. you to all of the bidders that have joined us for for this evening. I I, I know that it is uh it's a bit of an empty empty house today, but we've got a really really good showing for you this afternoon. Um, uh, before we begin, I would like to uh demonstrate our uh graciousness towards one special guest in in particular, Justin. Um, we have a, a special Ooh. seat for you up here on on the stage. In fact, uh, you are in the VIP section. Uh, we 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 what? humbly. That's no fair. Yeah, we we humbly uh, request that you that you come up here and stay with us for the remainder of the show. Sure, sure. It's nice to get some respect around here. Thank you, thank you very much, thank you very much. All right, but without further ado, we we will be moving on to today's uh, auction auction items, and uh, we have a really really special collection of uh, uh, wares for you today. We have pieces of what some uh, very important and uh, also very talented podcast group call the pile of one pieces from the journey of watching through the one piece and so we have with us a couple of items from the actual pile that these podcasters have made and uh we're we're really happy to share with you all uh we hope that we could start the bidding uh with with good numbers and uh you know really help the children because you know 50 percent of the proceeds do go to the local schools anyway without further ado uh the first item we have today is of course the boomerang from the chopper movie uh if Mm. anyone can recall this particular item here not only managed to make its way into the one piece pile but it also claimed the spot of the golden ham for that particular set of episodes uh it's also of the top three favorite movie uh, movies of the podcasters and there's no reason to verify that claim uh by any means i don't think that it requires mm-hmm, any corroboration mm-hmm. whatsoever uh mm-hmm. with such mm-hmm. an incredible item i i can only think that we must start the bidding somewhere in the ballpark of twenty five thousand berries give or take do i hear twenty five twenty five thousand twenty five thousand and one berry we have twenty five thousand and one berry from justin thank you justin uh do i hear twenty five thousand and two berries twenty five thousand two twenty five fifty Twenty five fifty. Oh, quite a quite a price hike. We got twenty five thousand and fifty berries as the current going price for the boomerang from the chopper movie. We have, uh, sir, you. You know what? We're fine. We have a, a bidding of 25,060 berries from the same gentleman who just previously bid uh, for the boomerang. We we thank you, this. sir, for, for your... 2070. 20... I'm, I'm sorry. Can you... Berries. I'm, I'm just raising the price to 2070. Um, that sounds less 270, than 270,000 berries. Oh, 2070. Two... I'm cutting the zeros off. Okay. Uh, 200 i'm sorry so 2070 or 270 sir 270 270 000 we now have great thank you sir ever have a round of applause quite quite the price hike we have now gone from 25,000 to 270,000 berries that is the current going price of this boomerang uh 270,000 do i do i hear any takers going higher Mm -mm. i can't bid on that nope all right uh, 270,000 berries going once going twice and sold to the man down front Devin, congratulations you are now the proud owner of this beautiful boomerang handcrafted by usopp himself place it in your uh collection of um incredible uh, antiquities uh we appreciate your service yep and yeah! uh, oh what uh what did he oh, uh, uh, where it belongs in the trash i but it's a boomerang it'll just come back to you 
three, two, one. And it's back. No. It's back, folks. Um, <laughs> we, we, you know what, Devin? It, it just means that, you know, it, it's meant to be with you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, you know, uh, maybe it's a better investment than you gave it credit for. Now, moving on, we now Did have... I really win? Yes, you won. Now, without further ado, we now have the second item of the night. Uh, it is uh, a personal favorite amongst uh, all of the podcasters of this of this particular uh, uh, podcast. It is known as Chef Zeph's Pickled Leg. Now, now this is a very special piece uh, in, into the gallery. Uh, oh my God, this oh particular my God, oh my God, oh my God. item actually made its way into the pile of One Pieces long after it actually overstayed its anime debut. So, the uh, to, to put it into perspective, Chef Zeph uh lost his leg when he saved sanji uh in the manga he might have eaten it but in the anime they censored it and only made him cut off his leg these podcasters took it upon themselves during the alabasta arc to give it its entire backstory uh it's been pickled it's delicious and we have it here for you all today i gotta uh, have this with with such an intense and, and wonderful item uh we have no choice but to have the bidding price start at no less than two hundred thousand berries do i hear two hundred thousand 200,000 berries. 201. Uh, I have 201,050 berries. Two, 260. Two, two, 260,000 berries. I have 260,000 berries. Do I hear 270? 270. 201,000 berries. Sir, that, that, that isn't the, the current price. 300,000. 350,000. 350,000 berries. Oh, oh Who do, is do this I, guy? Do I hear 360? 360,000. 360. Do I hear 360? 355,000. 355,000 berries. 356. I have 356 from Devin down in front. I, I think that he might be cleaning out the entire auction house today. Does anyone have 357? Do I hear 357? 500,000. My goodness. You you did, wouldn't do You dare. will not. Do do I have is that a confirmed bid? Five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand. I have five hundred thousand from Christian uh down here in the front. Thank you, Christian, so much for your patronage. We have five the current bidding price is five hundred thousand berries for Chef Zep's pickled leg. Do I hear five hundred thousand and one berries? Can I put it on credit? Uh, you can't. Alright, this bit guys. <laughs> Alright, so going once. Going twice and sold for Christian down in front at 500,000 berries. If only I didn't buy that fucking boomerang, I would have been able to afford that. Uh, we're happy to say that you can even actually open up the jar of the pickled leg and enjoy some of the brine. <laughs> Lucky bastard. Can he even savor it? Uh, so... Uh, thank you for joining us uh, this evening. We do have one last special item. Uh, unfortunately, we are done with the main line items for the evening, but there's something that is not on the sheet that you might all find interesting. Justin, do you mind coming uh, closer to me the, this evening? Or for this? No, sure, sure. Let's go right over. Get the cups. Wait, what? What? item of the night we have the one and only justin he's an actual member of this particular podcast for this one piece viewing uh you know what i can i have the bidding starting at one thousand berries one thousand berries are you serious really do you want us to take him yeah we want us to pay for him yeah i ain't paying for that yeah i'm yeah you can miss me with that i don't need that uh does that mean I'm going to be okay? No, no, don't. So you don't, you don't want to the next item now. Yeah, let's just go on to the next item. You, got, you don't have any 
You don't have any Isaac in stock? Um, I I, I could deal with an Isaac. Uh, that we that, that we I don't we don't no. We I'm so sorry. We we don't we do not have any Isaacs uh in stock. That was the last item, right? This yes. He's, this is all right. Yeah, um, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna. I, all right. I, see ya. Bye. Is someone gonna unchain me? I stop this collar. <sighs> I think I hear a ticking. Someone? Anyone? Justin, you're on your own. Uh, all right. <laughs> that, thus, thus ends the 20 minute bit. <laughs> so this is the problem. We we that was that's the problem with ad libs, man, but I don't know if we could have made a script for that to make it First much of better. All, five of our 20 minutes are spent on Elden Ring, all right? So this is like Well, no. 5 minutes were spent on spent on Elden Ring. We spent 5 minutes talking about Brent all of Brendan's not names and also his horrible horrible middle middle school memories <laughs> and then and then 10 minutes for this unscripted bit that you know i don't want to point any fingers but uh you know brendan was the guy leading it all so on so i'm just mm-hmm, gonna mm-hmm. okay <clears throat> do, 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 we, do we have critiques for me if you have critiques for me by all means so give, give, let, let him go Look, all i'm oh, saying mm. is you know we've got a limit <laughs> we've got a limited amount of time it could have been faster like we're on storage wars and you know you <laughs> set the scene you set you set the scene a lot like we were playing a d like we were playing a D game and not you know one piecing you know what i'm saying yeah i'm just i, I just want to i just want everyone to enjoy themselves man i'm sorry my god excuse me it's okay brendan i also, appreciate it a bit had to pay for him gross okay you knew the bit you knew the punchline before we started Kevin. <laughs> you agreed to the punchline you were supposed to pay us for yeah him. i thought i thought i thought you were gonna pay us to take him off your hands but <laughs> Well, if you guys would have reminded me, I might have played that out, but I nah, forgot. we were already 10 minutes deep, and I was like, I'm just going to roll with on. it. <laughs> nope. Not even my friends want me. You hear this, audience? With that being said, we should move along, because we have a lot of things to talk about. Yo, am, uh, am I doing a summary? Are you doing this? Who's doing the summary? I'll do week? it. The scene is set. You've got your four row, or front row seats to the number one theater in Sabaudi, but what are you about to see in, is anything but art. Bidding starts at 50000 Can I get sixty? Can I get 60000 Sold! You're at an auction house, and the things on sale are people, someone's wife, someone's son, even a giant. Nothing and no one is off limits. For the main event, a rarity amongst rarities, a young mermaid named Kami. After the gang's plan to outbid everyone fails, a fashionably late Luffy rushes in and saves his friend, completely unaware that she was now belongs to the Celestial Dragon. Char- Charlos? Char- Charlos. 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 Exactly. Hachi. <laughs> Hachi re- or tries to reel in the detri- or, uh, determined Luffy, but in struggling in to do so, reveals his fishman appendages. And amidst the shrieks and insults, a shot is fired. Hachi goes down and Charlos begins to dance in celebration, Fortnite style. Look, Dad, I shot a fishman all by myself. That means I get to have it for free. Rage washes over Luffy. A bloodied Hachi continues to beg Luffy to set or stand down. Don't be mad. I'm the one who screwed up. You promise not to defy the Celestial Dragons, even if you saw someone get shot. But Luffy cannot stand by while his friends become victims to the senseless discrimination. 
The surrounding pirates once questioned if so the so-called oh my god tongue twisters straw hat captain was an insane or was as insane as they heard but right then and there before their very eyes luffy marches up the stairs positions his a stance and throws the meanest right hook the side of the red line has ever laid its sights on if you thought shooting down the world government's flag was bad luffy has just surpassed that by a mile effectively forcing the wrath of an admiral down upon him but who will be the one to respond aokiji akainu kizoru tune in to find out god that was a hard one to read was it <laughs> i feel like you're just not used to reading in general yeah, i feel like i feel like you just kind of stumbled over words <laughs> it's okay it's all right no it's it, it's definitely a process my guy no no it's, hey man me. i write them i still stumble across the words english is hard it's fine english is very hard Re- reading aloud is, is a skill that takes time honestly i, I still also if yes? in my opinion i i think when we have collaborations on the uh summaries i think they not that things get muddy but i think you know voices like metaphorically get scrambled together and you know as a reader who didn't write or even read this beforehand you know you get lost in the sauce a little bit you know you got my most of what i originally wrote then you got bread boys you know tidying up and then here and there you got jordy making some edits to make it you know flow and sound a little bit more fancy and and, and cool so, you know, there's just a lot happening oh, in the summer. When I edited it, I left exactly what you wrote. I just got rid of like three lines that di- were unnecessary. And it was very, <laughs> it was uh, three lines apparently made a world of a difference. I was like, oh, this is so much better. And then Jordy was like, but I can make it better. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to give Jordy that kind of credit. He's dead to me. <laughs> My God. To- <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <laughs> you guys probably, you, you audience members, Probably probably won't won't hear it ever, but Brendan spent the 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 first part of us getting into showing up in Discord bad mouthing Jordy to high heaven. <laughs> My I, God, I didn't do that. Oh, it was awful. Dragging his name through the mud and everything. It was pretty bad. I okay. <laughs> first of all, no, that did when not the happen. poor man is not even here to defend himself. Okay, stop. That even, literally he did even not threw happen. his hydra under the bus. Listen, I don't I don't mind being <laughs> flamed, but when you guys are literally gaslighting me, we have a problem. This never happened. <laughs> We're getting lost in those thoughts. How did you guys like these apps? Did you enjoy yourselves? It was a little uncomfortable, I'm not gonna lie. It was a little really? uncomfortable. That's a, you know, let's let's branch out, Devin. That's a new reaction. How do you what 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 exactly what what are your thoughts? What what made you uncomfortable? Really? I, I mean, I just want to understand <laughs> what's going through your mind. And the audience needs to hear the inside of your thoughts. The you know fact I mean? that they're showing human trafficking, like I, I talked about this a couple episodes ago about how like this is a very tough topic to bring up to kids. Like hmm? I, again, I was watching it in the perspective of not as like how I would a normal show because like again, this is a kids show to begin with. And I'm sitting here watching it, not reacting to it like as the show itself, but like. Oh my god, they showed this to kids. Yes. That's that's how I felt. And I was like uncomfortable. I was like this I feel like this kind of topic Man, the guy who's been begging for more blood, more death, but somebody gets a collar on their neck who he was making fun of last <laughs> week because oh I wonder if he's gonna be alive after it blows up. Is like, oh man, they sold they're selling people. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a difference. When you go mm. into a show expecting that and, you know, like expecting that kind of theme and it not being there versus it being introduced in a show that is definitely not its forte. Like this is definitely out of like the norm for themes of One Piece. No one could have seen this coming, right? 
so I, I would I would like to reel back then. So I, I, this is actually a, a very interesting topic that uh, is always near and dear to my heart because I actually appreciate when shows don't pretend like things like this don't don't actually exist in the real world. Uh, right. But I would always argue that everything that's happening in Saba Odi is almost just an expansion off of shit we've already seen in the series. It's just kind of a little bit more in your face. I will. I'll, I'll go back on the trafficking specifically, and obviously the auction house has never happened, but people have been slaves. The Revolution Army is a, is, a, is, a, is a thing for a reason. I mean, people have been shown to be slaves underneath other members of the villainy group in One Piece or whatever. Nami was a big slave to her fishman cohort. She might not have had a collar around her neck, but... Being treated like trash and being treated like a tool. None of these themes are new to us as an audience in this particular moment in time. So I guess I find right, it interesting. But it's the, the nitty gritty of it. It's surprising that they showed the the gross side of it versus like the subtlety of like, you know, like Nami being a, for, like a slave. Like that, that, like that was what I was expecting more of, but this is going down the whole, like, yep, welcome to reality. This kind of stuff happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a hard, it's, it was a solid, like someone just threw a haymaker at me while I was looking at a stop sign. Like <laughs> it, 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 it went hard and it made me uncomfortable because I was like thinking it from the perspective of children are watching this and it's mm-hmm. not being like subtle. And I was like, ugh. Like, from a story perspective, it's interesting. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it made me uncomfortable for that aspect. Well, okay, so do you have a a negative or a positive reaction towards that position? The fact that you now see this with your adult eyes and you think to yourself, children were exposed to this and probably looked at this and had a lot of questions. That's a tough answer Mm -hmm. because it's, I'm on both sides of the fence where it's like, it, it depends on like, like, if I were a parent and I had my own kid, would I want them to see this, depending on their age? That's where it becomes, you know, because kids are, you know, like, they're, they're, they they have a hard time understanding things. Um, Like, yes. like for example, my niece, like, she's asking a lot of questions a lot lately. And some of them you have to pause and think, okay, she's five. How am I going to explain this to a five-year-old? Right? It depends on circumstances of when i would show something like this to a child of mine like would i allow my five-year-old to watch this no absolutely not 10 year old i could explain it to them Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. that's like that's kind of the beginning of the age age range for shonen anime though is like those early to late middle school years well in america anyway the age of like 12 ish is like the the front end of the shonen uh age group which is where one piece is aimed at so i think you know if you if you think it, it sounds when you when you use the term children it sounds bad but when you think back to the stuff that you knew about and found out especially us growing up with the mm-hmm. the beginnings of the internet um with like all the stuff that you definitely saw when you were in the 12 to 13 age range you know Mm-hmm. This isn't this isn't that far out of the range of something that I would have known about or seen. Even even like even even in school, like classes, history classes would talk about this uh, sort of stuff even around that time. So I don't think I think it's because I forgot the target audience is not 
young because when i when you know this whole time we've been saying it's a kid's show and to me a kid is from like fucking five to like 10 so now it's a little bit more of like this is more like a tweens show yeah (laughs) Uh, i don't know man i i realized now after crossing you know the age of 24 that i was a kid till i was 21 (laughs) well (laughs) different conversations (laughs) different conversations entirely (laughs) but either way uh i think i think this is this is surprising that one piece would go this far with it yeah Um, but uh i i i like that we are doing this i think this is a logical path that we've fallen down uh and i uh, i appreciate what what they're kind of doing here i was worried a little bit in the first episode when luffy and uh who was it uh was it hachi i think luffy and hachi were in just like basically a pet shop but for human and mm-hmm. yeah. general slaves and i was like it, it was it felt very goofy in that in that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. shop and i was very worried that they were going to put this awful one piece goofy spin on the rest of the human trafficking um and then and then the next two episodes happen and right. they kind of reestablish that no we're going to take this seriously uh especially once we start getting once we once we bring Kami down into the basement and we start we have the creepy dude who runs the auction house start mm-hmm, to try Jessica. and put the collar with on the her clowns. by herself. Yeah, with these mm-hmm. dudes in these awful, awful uniforms. God, somebody really needs to fix this. <laughs> these gaudy ass <laughs> uniforms, dude. Awful. It just made it all just Mr. Gut wrenching. Mr. Two looking asses over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. So just seeing the 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 way they the way they animate Kami in all of these scenes is ex- I, they do extremely well to portray the absolute horror abject horror that is all over and the fear that she feels in these moments. Um, I, I think I think they redeem themselves very well for for this. They had you in the first half, didn't they? They 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 had they had me going in the first half. I was really about to right. come out here and be like, "This is awful." The way they've portrayed it, this is the worst like thing ever. Poor taste. They've they've made this is extremely poor taste, right? Yeah, they've made extremely light of an extremely dark topic, and I was ready to come in here and shit out on it after the first episode. But they, like I said, they brought it back. Brought brought it back. So I I think this is kind of the bread and butter of the the one what, the the one piece I guess experience right when when they choose to go hard on mature themes they they tend to and this is kind of why I give it credit right for being easy to digest is in the first episode I I, I see its interpretation of being like you're losing me you're making too light of a situation in a way it's the palate cleanser to get you ready for what's to come right and that's really the formula that one piece does time and time again they'll they'll give you the idea of like a really bad like a really negative sort of like real world experience uh and go to like a hundred but at the same time they'll have like some goofy ass motherfucker in the back wearing a diaper uh for no fucking reason just to kind (laughs) of like you know put it back into like the realm of like fun and happy goey I'm I'm glad that you had a, a positive reaction towards the later two episodes because that that does tend to be what they do with their formulas. They'll be like, okay, yeah, we know we're being a little serious. We'll be a little goofy, but when things matter, like we'll 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 bring you back. We'll make it serious again, and then we'll let the climax sort of happen, and everything goes buck wild. <laughs> Obviously, leading I, I, into or go ahead, Devin. I, I kind of like the, 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 there's like one part that that kind of reminds me of, which is just 
how Chopper and Brooke react when Mm -hmm. they pick him up for the first time. They're just (laughs) big chilling <laughs> like chopper at first is like having like an anxiety attack and then brooks like yo chill and then all Sandy of a sudden said like, just sit tight so bro we're just gonna chopper sit tight d- and developed vibe. a tan in the middle of like waiting <laughs> yeah with candy pile next i'm like i was fine with brooks sitting there and like sipping tea and if chopper just came over and like sat next to him that'd have been fine but then they really doubled down on this whole like chill out <laughs> thing with chopper's sunbathing <laughs> eating cotton candy and brooke doing whatever brooke was doing (laughs) he was so relaxed it's like the muscles not that he has any uh like went completely numb and he fell over and started like just pouring tea into his face yeah it wasn't even going into his mouth it was like landing on the ground next to his open jaw it was it was i I like to picture that you know because the jaw is just a separate like your it's technically separate from your from your top the bottom is separate from the top that it was just falling, like, in between. Like, it was aimed <laughs> at his mouth, but it's just falling in the gap between his teeth because it's not technically <laughs> attached. But, no, yeah, that that's another example of, like, the, the pet shop in the same episode where they're just like, can we just not be this goofy about this? Because I'm kind of, I'm kind of, it's kind of annoying. Hello, my dawdlings. I am Reed. I am Sam. And we are hosts of a comedy sports podcast called The Clam Bake Incident. We cover tertiary sports and slice of life living in the mysterious town of Clam Harbor, Maine. Sam, what's a tertiary sport? A tertiary sport is a weird and wacky sport. Stuff that you wouldn't normally see on those mainstream sports people. Which we are. We love sports. Tune in every Thursday morning to check us out on your favorite podcasting app. And until you do, kiss your blobby. Square on the slime. Interesting, because I would—I I almost find that to be a strength, but I, I see where it becomes a weakness. I, I, I understand that perspective. They pulled the dial a little too far on that one, right? Okay, I, I, I see that. It, there, there's a time and a place to make light of a situation, and you feel like that. In in these stream of episodes, at least at the start, they might have they might have shifted the dial a little too close towards silly, maybe a little bit. Yeah, just just a t- just a tad. I gotcha. I feel that. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, I, I like dumbass who pretended to be a mermaid. Same. <laughs> I, <laughs> I actually kind of thought it was a funny bit. I'm sorry. I, I actually like the big chilling moment. It was funny, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I I understand these complaints. I totally get. It. And I you know I live for these kinds of complaints. Because this is these are the kinds of episodes that really make me just a, a devout uh, person behind this stupid franchise. I swear to God, mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. these these dumbass fucking episodes. Uh, but uh, we did. Uh, let, let's 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 peel back some of the other pieces of information we got. We also got a little bit more intel onto the the state of affairs between Fishman and the people of Sabaody, and they just fucking what hate them. Ooh, man, was that a... Ooh. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's what I mean. It's like all, like all around these episodes just made me like uncomfortable. Like, like I, I don't, I don't know what how to describe it. It was just like they, they just like they hit so many like discussion points at once. Yes, and it was just like, 
wasn't ready for this. We were talking about soap earlier. <laughs> like, so so I, I don't want to shoehorn the conversation too much into one direction, but I have a lot of personal thoughts about the way specifically with the Fishman uh, discrimination and how they kind of like unveil it in these particular episodes. I have a lot of thoughts on how this whole, I guess, rationale relates back to Nami's arc specifically. And I was curious if you guys had any opinions if if you feel like it kind of came out of left field if you sort of understand where it was coming from if you've made any parallels or made any like real interesting thought-provoking connections between in relation to nami's correct yeah Backstory? so yeah so we we start off one piece with arlong being this tyrant and you know abusing humans and then we get to sabaody many hundreds of episodes later and you realize that Arlong probably went through some like discrimination of his own and some probably really dark and fucked up shit. And if you take that into consideration, it may, you know, maybe not change, but, you know, it it adds context to your perception of who Arlong was as a villain and and, like how he got to that point. See, I I don't see it like that. I see it more of like the irony of it. Hmm. The irony of it. The oppressed becomes the oppressor. Well, then let me ask you this. Do you feel like with this context from Saba Odi and this side of the of the world and on this side of the Grand Line near the Fishman Island where all fishmen uh, do come from, do you feel like that Arlong is a byproduct of discrimination t- like specifically or do you feel like he is just a byproduct of being a part of a culture that has transition to just being an asshole in other places on the planet talking about piracy with this context do you feel like he was personally discriminated upon and that's where his backstory comes from or you just think he's a byproduct of the culture i think he's a byproduct of the culture because i feel like this is like i feel like this more so affected hachi and where he ended up than arlong Mm. arlong i feel like he went out thinking he's you know tough shit immediately like because of just how he carried himself like i I don't see it reflecting on him because like hachi is almost like you could see the the like in his personality like the similarities of like the between then and now Mm -hmm. while Mm -hmm. arlong since we don't have a current one or a before east blue of arlong yeah we don't really see that so to me i feel like his was more so about just by being a pirate that's where his assholery came from it might have had a small smidget to deal with this but i feel like because of in terms of like strength i don't think he had to deal with it as much because he had to have been a tough dude yeah but i mean you you you, i have to imagine i I, i'm kind of i'm in the camp of where it's a little column a column b because you have to imagine or well i guess you you don't have to imagine he was a kid at one point like arlong was a child fish person at one point and where at which he would not have been this extremely strong individual most likely Mm -hmm. and at that point in his life there could have been heavy discrimination wherever he was, whether on him, his parents, somebody who was close to him, whatever it was. But I think if if this discrimination was so prevalent, uh, then I I think it's I, I think it would have been basically impossible for him to have gone without having been affected by it in some way, shape or form. Right. Like, I'm not saying he wasn't affected by it. He probably was, but I don't think that that was the main motivator for him being where he w- was then, mm-hmm. like in the in East Blue. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it was the main motivator. I think it was just a sub factor of a list of things that happened to him. I like where this conversation is going, and I like what uh, 
when Devin brings up Hachi, and, and I know it's it's been a long time since we all have seen Arlong Park, obviously, and maybe, you know, my memory's a little fuzzy and recency biases, you know, sinking in, but I always felt like Hachi, you know, stood out from the Arlong Park crew, right? He was definitely the innocent character of the bunch. I yeah. Mean, I, I think, I think mm-hmm. ha- Hachi comes off as more of the uh, the simple one during the Arlong Park, where he just kind of goes along with things because Arlong tells him to at that time, I'm yes. saying. Correct. And then well, if you, you can think- also still see him doing it now when it comes to the dragons, when he's when he runs into someone who is clearly stronger than him or has more assets to them, he tends mm. to shrimp away. I think I, it's this is this. This is because he knows the consequences of messing with the celestial dragons. He knows the absolute hellstorm that would come down mm-hmm. from him punching a dragon in the face or even looking at him on the street, let alone mm-hmm. being a fishman in the presence of a celestial dragon so he knows the consequences that can happen both not only for him now but for his two friends that he's made but he also reacted similarly to arlong what do you mean that's that's what i'm saying like like i i feel like from from what i remember of him in arlong park Mm -hmm. he he like he didn't necessarily listen to arlong because he respected him he listened to him because he was the toughest dude around if he didn't you'd get the shit kicked out of him because we've seen arlong beat his own people I, I can correctly. agree with that, but also I want to uh, peel it back a little bit and think about, you know, if we, you know, follow Christian's train of thought concerning Arlong and apply it, same thing to Hachi, Hachi's probably, you know, scared out of his mind. He's like, oh man, I'm a fishman. I'm getting discriminated against. I should join a posse of fishmen who like, they get me. They would probably, you know, look out for my best interests. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like why pe- more or less allegedly people join I a gang, feel right? Like it was a relationship based on fear, though. Mm. Because even he regrets hmm. doing the stuff he did to Nami. I, I guess I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that that is completely unfounded. I, I would encourage, at least based on my viewing uh, a, as a watcher, and I've seen that part a couple of times, he comes off more as just kind of like, I don't want to say a ditz, but I do think that a lot of it was more like, instead of fear, he like haphazardly respected Arlong up front and then was more so there for like Momu and for his bros and being like, you know, he wants to be with his own kind. I think it was more of like driven by that. I don't know if he necessarily, but I I could be wrong. That's that's a fair take. I don't I don't think there's I I, I can see where it comes from, but I don't think there's really any indication during the Arlong arc that he like actively is afraid of Arlong. I don't think we ever really get that indicator there. I, I would say, it's for the most part, Ar- Arlong never really gave the other fish bros a reason to think that he was against them. Because literally, if anyone ever did anything to the fish dudes, he was pissed. He was like, how dare anyone yeah. touch, lay a hand on my brothers? Like, if anything, they were just kind of like, I mean, if I don't hang out with this guy, then if I get fucked by somebody, then no one's going to have my back. Yeah. I don't think Arlong was so hostile towards his own people as you might be remembering devin it, it might be a little but fuzzy. I, uh, which i understand it's been for for us in real time it's been like two fucking years <laughs> uh, uh, a reminder that that was episode uh like in the 40s and 30s and we are now two years <laughs> into this podcast since we've been there like 350 episodes later so it's been a minute it's been a minute <laughs> but good i'm sorry i don't i don't want to take the conversation too much again i have a lot of personal thoughts but i don't want to force any of those uh here and now we can we can always unpack those as as time goes on but uh one of the other main topics of discussion we met rayleigh so that's fun oh, my god <laughs> 3m 
I'm watching these episodes because I'm like, I'm excited for One Piece. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I can watch the episodes tonight and I can use that to like, you know, start working on the sheet for the next week. It's just an excuse to keep watching One Piece for these apps. Bro. You're an addict. Bro. When yeah, I, saw, we I forgot that Rayleigh shows up like at in these episodes. So Dude, when I, I see I, Rayleigh. I knew, man, I was so pumped. I was like, bro. my God. And you know, the best bro. part is that the anime does that thing where like after like you knew that something happened to the goon. Uh, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that was like putting the cuff on Kami, and, mm-hmm. and and like you're you're watching it, and then the camera's panning up to the giant guy, and you're like, oh man, the giant guy must have been the fucker that did. Actually, I'm curious, Devin and, and Christian, what were what were your thoughts during no the chance. scene? Okay, no never chance. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. This trope right. has been this trope has been is tried and true. Okay, okay. Easiest red herring of them this all. Is, yeah, this has been done before. I, there was there was no chance. Okay, so you knew it. You knew it was the old dude chilling in the corner. Then, <laughs> well, we didn't. We didn't know there was an old dude there yet. I don't think it. It, it panned over. It pans him quickly, down eventually. Quickly, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm saying before that though. I don't yeah, think definitely not. No one. No one knew Rayleigh was even in the room. There, the, that that shadow or that corner is completely engulfed in shadow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in every other <laughs> shot up to that point. Uh, Got it. But yeah, I mean, at no point did I think the giant was responsible for. Uh, the hockey usage on damn it him. i wanted to believe that that got somebody mm-hmm. sorry to... bud he immediately cuts it off and goes like hey i saw that that, fuck yeah. that was you wasn't it yeah he's <laughs> like i don't know what you're talking about bro i just i'm just an old man who likes women hey you i felt that you can't play dumb with me that hockey there it was yours wasn't it just who in the hell are you old man <laughs> I'm just a simple ship coder, nothing more. What can I say? I have a soft spot for young girls. Though I may have overdone it a bit. So, so now that we're here, this is actually kind of fun because, uh, uh, so, so Silver's Rayleigh, uh, for, for the folks at home, he is the former vice captain of the Gold Roger Pirates. Yeah, what a fucking yeah. drop, dude. <laughs> what yeah. a drop. <laughs> he's just casually chilling. He's, he's big just chilling, there. My oh, and by the way, he's the old man who coached ships that we're looking for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it makes you wonder, how, you know how he got that ability or why he's known for that Mm, it's like he's done it before or he was the first to do it what (laughs) only only time will tell you know it's actually it's actually really funny uh i don't know i'm sure you guys might have noticed so we obviously have gold roger and now silver's rayleigh uh can you guys guess what his third in command's name was bronze (laughs) no it was not bronze very good guess very good guess it was indeed copper His uh his third in command, uh, I don't know if we'll see him like any time in the near future, so I'll just tell you. His name's uh Scooper McGavin, but it's spelt copper after the uh, S. So we, he so, so the, Scopper McGavin. So we, yeah, so it's really Scopper. It's basically Scopper McGavin, but I think you actually do pronounce it Scooper, which is weird, but take my word for it. Or don't. You know, Scopper McGavin's fine. Oh, we'll go Scopper McGavin. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call him Scopper. <laughs> Sold on Scopper McGavin. I might even I might even drop the S. I'm, I'll just call him Copper anyway. <laughs> I, I actually find this pretty fun. So we have Gold Roger, Silver's Rayleigh, and Scopper McGavin are all a part of the the three big dudes on the former Roger Pirates. I always found that to be super fun. But uh, but yeah, he's just he's just big chilling. 
and then also we cut away to, to Garp, who was like, he's eating some crackers going like, ah, so Rayleigh probably got some gambling debt and sold himself into slavery to pay it off. Sounds just like him. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad that we didn't get to see Goat Coon. Man, do we, just, do we just like shit on Garp now? We don't even like to see Garp anymore, man? Come no, on. we I mean, love Garp. Right. But, imagine, but, but imagine if Garp was sitting there eating crackers and he just reaches, he just reaches down with one and Gokun's chilling there also eating yeah. crackers with him <laughs> right like, like he's feeding the dog like he's feeding the dog at the dinner table but it's goat coon now that's content that that do be content though golden ham worthy <laughs> for guard <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I also just like love the idea that Rayleigh is just like he's turning himself in, selling himself off into slavery. But then, like, what is he gonna do? How do, how does this pay off his debt? Is he pay, is he paying off? Is is his debt being excused because he was given away as a slave? Like he let himself become a slave? I think that's I what mean, it was. It, it's probably like oh, the you know the guy he owes money. He's like, all right, wait, 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 put your hands up, put your hands down. No, no reason you're rough. I don't even think he's in debt. I, I think because again, that's an assumption of guard. It, it's true. My we don't actually is, know for certain. My my thought is this: he was like drunk or something because he's clearly a heavy drinker. <laughs> <laughs> he was drunk, and some goons were like, "This is mine now," and dragged him <laughs> to the slave place. And he woke up there and goes, "Ah, another Tuesday." Uh, <laughs> like, uh, back here again, huh? <laughs> yeah, like that's what happened. I do not think it has anything to do with debt because based off of his hockey ability alone how do you capture this man that's what i'm saying like he had to have done this on purpose like yeah there's, there's no, no way. way he lets somebody like capture him for real like no one on the island except like an admiral is but like again, laying a hand would on you him willingly go into slavery he's an, old, he's an old man he's just he's never he's not plan. there's no way he's planning to actually like go work for the celestial dragons or whatever he's just gonna like casually break out one what or was his plan i assume to just like casually break out maybe he maybe he just put himself there to see who would bother bidding on him and see what his worth was you know and then he's like just valuing his own worth just by getting bid on he's, ass he's assessing his own uh what uh net worth. public image yeah, yeah man. his own net worth by seeing how much somebody will bid on him for and then once he finds that out, he just would have left. That's a flex. That is a flex in itself. <laughs> or or like uh, like uh, somebody pointed out one of the like uh, nobody on the island knows who he is, recognizes him. And the, the Marine guy who was talking ah, to Garp was like, that's right. How does nobody 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 recognize this guy somehow? But my and my men were <laughs> even like, is this really is this really the guy? This is the guy. Ducks, these this is silver. This is silver. Is really the guy. And, and Garp's like, no, yeah, that's him. That's definitely him. I don't even need that's to see him. That's definitely him. him. I, don't even <laughs> need to see I know it's him. I don't. Even, I don't even need to hear anymore. You went. You went. Might be silvers, and I went. No, that's definitely silvers. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond a shadow of a goddamn doubt. <laughs> it makes you wonder what Gold Roger would look if he was still alive, like an old man looking. Mm, that's a good question. Uh, that that is a good question. You know, like, what would old man Gold Roger have looked like? I feel like he's got to commit to like uh, just for men hair coloring. I don't see him rocking gray, bro. I think I, I think I think Gold Roger does a great job rocking gray. Surely, well, yeah, because he's underground. Surely, well, all right, well, that was just that was just that was just out of pocket. 
So, so I do have a uh, a very very fun fact uh, for for the team at home. So, believe it or not, uh, Silver's believe ver- it. I'm sure. Well, you'll believe it because I tell you to. Ripley's. Uh, <laughs> we all know now of Buggy and Shanks, correct? And how they were on Gold Rogers crew at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you believe me if I told you that you've met Rayleigh in a backstory panel of <laughs> said Buggy and Shanks when they were bickering on the boat? I would absolutely believe you, yeah. Please hmm. pertain yourselves to the chat. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, this is a manga panel, but it's it's in the same episode where Buggy's telling Luffy when he's fighting him back in the East Blue about like how much he fucking hates Shanks because he made him eat that devil fruit. They were fighting about what pole was colder the north or the south or something like that and this is so this is Rayleigh on the side being like if you guys want to know what's colder just fucking go there and then find out for yourselves and that that did make it into the anime and uh i couldn't find an actual anime picture but uh there you go there's there's good old Rayleigh <laughs> in his prime <laughs> scolding shanks and buggy back in the day for bickering about how cold the north and south pole were <laughs> his beard confuses me but intrigues me look at, at the, the lineup time. that's on yeah <laughs> yeah it's like it's like multiple goatees that dude's barber is on point whoever whoever on that ship was cutting hair they do they do a good job <laughs> Whoever was cutting hair on that ship was like, we have to do drip, and we have that is our number one priority. And else. We are the ship of the <laughs> of the king of the pirates. Nothing but the best. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. This makes sense. You know, Luffy has like his his requirements for his crew. Like, you know, I, I need a, a musician, I need a shipwright, yada yada yada. Gold Roger is definitely like, bro, I need a barber. My crew needs to look fly. <laughs> Who do you think cuts hair on the Straw Hat pirates? Actually, that is a fun. I think I actually can answer that for you. Somebody on the crew does do that. Uh, I forget who. Really? I think Oda answered that in an SBS one time. One sec. I bet it's going to be Robin. None of them should really like need haircuts because it's only been like, what, six months, I think, has it been? I think they made it to the uh, the halfway point in six six months or something, was I could, it? I could swear that Nami's hair is getting longer at this point. Like, it looks longer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, so my hair grows back in like a month. I have an answer for you. In case y'all are wondering who cuts the straw hat's hair, Oda confirmed that Nico Raman... And Usa. Nico Robin. Robin. <laughs> <laughs> and Usa. <laughs> oh, and Usa. It explains her noodle. You know, arms. I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna say Usopp too, for really no reason, but I was gonna say it. My gut told me Nico, and I was like, you know, something about her devil for feet feels applicable to cutting hair. I just can't explain why. Dude, I, I imagine like she puts a thousand percent energy into like uh into Nami, but then <laughs> Zoro comes up and she's just kinda like, I don't know, a buzz cut. <laughs> She Zoro's his hair. Also, in hindsight, I, I think about like Nico Robbins' like appearances in the show. She kind of gives me like fashion designer vibes. Like you know, she's she's into like she's the fat. You know, she's the type of girl who goes to fashion week. You know what I mean, dude? She she is always wearing the like fucking L'Oreal esque like mm-hmm, fashion. Mm-hmm. Like ninety percent. I mean, hell, you saw we saw them coming back from shopping in this episode mm-hmm, with all mm-hmm. those bags. They were coming back from shopping. I feel like she said something to Nami too in these episodes. I just can't remember. But yeah, then she, when like she they was were, the or go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, oh, I was just gonna say like back a couple episodes ago or a couple sets ago, they were looking at a fashion magazine too, and she was pointing out like all the outfits that would look really good on Nami. Yeah, you know Nami or Nami did come up with a a, a quick plan on the spot. She was just kind of like, yeah, well, we'll buy him then. I mean, fuck it. I knew it was gonna fail. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you kind of see was it coming. Too obvious. But... I was like, you only got two hundred. <laughs> I, I really change. thought, you know, they have a little bit of a fight 
Yeah, be like, all right, we've placed our first bid. And then the second one is like blows him out of the water. But I was like, nope. It, it, it was it, the moment Charlos walked in the building and went, boy, I hope they have a mermaid. I went, well, their plan's done for now. <laughs> <laughs> you knew you knew as soon as he said mermaid you were like oh no yeah all right, <laughs> See, never i knew mind. it as soon as she said this is the plan well i i mean yeah you can kind of expect it at a certain point when they make a plan for it to fail every single time but you know maybe you hold out a little bit of hope for for you know 200 million is a lot in this world like that's that's the that's a bounty for a very very dangerous yeah, pirate to, to, to put it in perspective it, it is the equivalent for like us having two million dollars they know? were they were they were renting bikes for like a thousand berries you know so yeah. i you know 20, 200 million is a is a, a boat <laughs> boatload of money <laughs> um so you, you somewhere there are people that thought they had a chance, but again, as soon as Charles walks in the building and he goes "mermaid," you go, "Oh, uh, <laughs> never mind." Well, I mean, to be fair, I feel like in the past, and maybe this is just my brain telling me lies. I feel like when there's a plan in place, it's usually Luffy messing it up, and while that technically still happens in these episodes, this is just like. Oh yeah, no. Nami tried to you know be big brain. Oh yeah, if Luffy was there at the beginning, he would have been bidding on like three of them. With, yeah, like, nah, yeah. Dude, Luffy, Luffy had no intention of bidding for shit. No, dude, the second I, Luffy he got, absolutely I don't know. was walking. They could have, they could have put up a, like a clown on the auction stage. Like, oh, a yeah. clown! I gotta have me one of those. Luffy hey, you had join more my crew? than enough. He was there to punch things, no matter what. Right. I'm yeah. glad that they did that. Oh, absolutely. If they had done the bit where he's like being a goofball, like trying to buy these people, I would have been pissed. But the fact that he came in swinging, I love that. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So, I mean, I, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure we're, we're basically there. So, obviously, the highlight of these episodes is the last like five-ish minutes punch. of the final episode. And uh, Hachi and uh, and Luffy specifically are, are rushing down because they're they're furious that they lost the opportunity to save well, Kami or whatever. L- Luffy is because he's <laughs> flown through the front door and caused a scene. And Hachi is actively trying to stop him. He's all right, by the way. He's definitely going to be right. fine. He's going to walk it off. <laughs> yeah, oh, Hachi? Yeah, off. absolutely. Tis but a flesh wound. Oh, no. Someone got shot in a scene. Is it a backstory? No, he fine. Hey, man, but it was a good scene though. Like they used it to their to their strength. It was though. pretty gut wrenching. Yeah, like Hachi's uh, little dialogue. I I I do love this scene. Regardless, Hachi's oh, like so begging, begging Luffy to chill. If it wasn't much, I wanted to be helpful to you and your crew. <clears throat> but I screwed that up, I guess. Just like every other time. I wanted to do something right for once and show Nami how sorry I am. Hachi. The the form, the 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 wind up, you you, you know, follow through, you know, like bro. Bellissimo. He he didn't even have to dodge the bullets either. He could have just the like the first totally one. He just let him. it whiz by him. Oh my god! But he's a rubber dude. None of it would have hurt him anyway. But he was like, you know what? For style, I'm gonna dodge this, and then I'm gonna attack you so hard in the face, man! <laughs> 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 what a guy. 
All right. But uh, the only other uh, big, big topic uh, that we got was uh, we got a little bit more information about the public execution of Ace. And uh, we got a little bit of the side uh, uh, just or, or nonsense from Drake, one of the supernovas that we met previously. He was just kind of like, wait a minute, you're telling me that they're just going to publicly execute him? Whitebeard's never going to just let that like take that shit lying down. There's going to be a war. And then we just we're just kind of left up into the air on that one. <laughs> I wonder where the execution's going to happen at. Where do you think it's going to happen, Devin? I think it's going to happen at Marijuana. Okay, all right, I respect it. Seems likely. And then the rest of my theory crafting from before aligns perfectly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, hold on. Let me let me just throw this hypothetical out there. No, I already have a bet down. You can't make me. No, change no, no, it. no, no, no. I, nothing to do with bet. Just another hypothetical. The only other, or I guess, two public executions we know of, uh, we're in Logetown. That's all I'm saying. This is closer. Why would they go all the way to Logetown? Why execute Gold Roger in Logetown? Because he was there, and he was probably closer there. Was he? I don't know, Devin. I think it purely has a thing with logistics. It's also like the beginning of the Grand Line, so I feel like symbolically, if you execute the king of the pirates at the beginning would in theory stop people from going as much to to, to remind the, the folks at home the log town was also known as the town of the beginning and the end because it was where he was born i think mostly they just executed him there because that's just where he was born oh oh i forgot that part i didn't know that part forgot that yeah yeah <laughs> that's where I'm, just, he was born. I'm just putting this out there you know you never know you never know well the other execution i'm assuming you're talking about is luffy and again he was just there so all I'm saying is, if, if if it were me, if it were me, and I wanted to publicly execute Ace, I'm doing that lockdown. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So you're all saying right. that Ace is as strong as Gold Roger? I'll plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, again, I don't, I don't feel like we even need to go that deep. I think you, in comparison, this is a no-brainer. Why would they go? Like Ace, sure, he's a strong guy in the universe. Don't get me wrong. He's the second. What is he the second man of the? He, okay, so the. The Whitebeard Pirates are weird. I will tell you he is the second division commander, but that does right. not. So he's he's an Go important ahead. guy of that. Right? <laughs> he ain't no gold Roger. <laughs> he ain't no gold Roger. If anything, it makes more sense to try and do it at Mary Joie so they can wiggle his dead body at fucking Whitebeard who's chilling out past the red line. It makes more sense for him to do that than to go all the way back to the, 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 the beginning of the Grand Line to do it. That doesn't make any sense. Also, the plot be going this way. Why you go backwards? Uh, counterpoint, counterpoint. We go back to Logtown to give our heroes the reason to skip the rest of the Grand Line so we don't spend a thousand episodes doing this adventure. <laughs> or alternatively, back to the beginning so that we can get to Laboon. There Ooh. we go. There. Now we're talking. Now we're fucking Yeah, but talking. then you're going to have to explain to me how they're going to make like a three month journey in like a day. Don't ask questions. It's anime, bro. <laughs> if anime can spend 400 episodes on a boat. They can spend three hundred. They could spend two episodes going three years back. <laughs> if they do that, I will be more mad. I'm just kidding. They're not going to do kidding. that. I, I, I am. I'm sure that you are on the right track here, and that it will probably end up at Mary Joie or someplace very close by. I feel like it's going to be like the cornerstone of the story of them getting into the red line. Because then it mm. emphasizes like him, them like I don't know. I don't want to say too much because I know one thing that I shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> that's that's fair <laughs> that is very fair i'm curious uh for devin and christian about what do you think happens next you know we um... we punch a celestial dragon we've had explained to us already like what the consequences are of that we still have to save kami uh hachi's probably fine but like you know we got we gotta help her 
you know, gun down Fish Man buddy. I'm just curious what you think is going to happen next. How do we get out of this? I can't answer that for sake of spoilers. All right, Devin apparently knows something that yeah, I didn't know I he knew. I don't know what you know. Uh, well, Christian, you, what you, you have a list well, now uh, here, here's, he here's an easier. Here's an easier specific question. We assume, knowing that punching a celestial dragon does mean that an admiral comes, who do you think it's going to be? Which one? Take a shot. Shot in the dark. We're going for number three. Because uh, we got to reveal the third. So Kizaru then. That one. So we we bet on Kizaru. All I I got I've got twenty thousand down on Kizaru. Do I do I hear thirty thousand on Akainu or Aokiji? What are the odds on that one? Uh, <laughs> What's the over under? They're they're all they're all just one third odds. I oh. I don't. Yeah, that's <laughs> lame. Not... I go I go Aokiji. Wait, then. this could be one in four because a, a general could not come. You know what? I'll give you that. You're right. This is I made my previous assumption was that somebody does come and I might be putting you guys down the the path of telling you to fuck off, to be honest. <laughs> that, I would put that past me. Secret fifth option. All three of them show up. Oh, my God. I think there's absolutely no fucking way. <laughs> I don't know. Luffy's been making a name for himself in like the worst possible I know, way. Because here's here's the thing is that we Garp made a big deal about the fact that whatever is happening in Sabaudi Archipelago right now is almost is basically second to Whitebeard moving to wherever he's going and about to start a war. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I think that is way higher on their list of priorities than some slave traders who have a mermaid and also silver rallies there. You're making sense, but all I'm saying is like the it's like in their back door, dude. It's like right there. Yeah, but I think there's no way they. I mean. This is a better argument for nobody gets sent because all three yeah. of them are more preoccupied with holding hmm. back or at least, I don't know, discouraging Whitebeard from moving too far into world government territory. Imagine having to be the guy to approach Whitebeard's like, hey, listen, man, I know we got your son in custody, <laughs> but like, let's, let's, yeah. let's have a reasonable conversation about this. And... Garp is already on his way over in the first place. So who's to say Garp won't just take the mantle of the admiral? He's a vice admiral. It's close enough. <laughs> Only one rank <laughs> different, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's probably stronger than those three anyway. He's got seniority. He's got he's got tenure. He does <laughs> have tenure. <laughs> he does. He do be having tenure though. <laughs> I am willing to bet that no actual admiral shows up, and Garp is the wow. only one. Hmm. Um, now that's that's a prediction. I like that. That's spicy. All right. I like that one better. I want to jump on that wagon. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this was an Welcome option at first, so I'm jumping there. All right. Well, I guess that your persuasive essay was compelling as always, Christian. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, next week's going to be 394. This is when we actually were supposed to start skipping the OP, by the way. That is very much true, but I'm a goof. And I didn't listen to Jordy Wright. We've we've been being reminded of it for weeks now, and I, I mean, I I knew it was three ninety five to four eleven because that's what Jordy told us initially, like a month ago. But everyone Correct. just kept going. However, so wait, I could have watched the one before. It was just we are. Yeah, it was the same one from a while ago, from yeah, like the start it, it, of uh, the you start. You probably of... started watching it, but the new OP didn't come in, and Christian knew better. Yeah. However. Jordy did plant a seed of doubt when he told us that message. He's like, I think it's 395. Yes, that's what he said. He's like, I think it's 395, but it could be earlier. And I was like, I ain't taking that chance. Nobody watching nothing for a whole two months. It's a damn shame because it's kind of a banger. This is actually it one, is that one I of my like. favorite OPs, bro. 
You're talking about the one that we're skipping right now or the previous one? The the one that we have that we are now on. Oh, okay. Okay, anyway, next week, next week is 394 to 396. Quotes. Uh quotes. Um I I'll, I'll come out the bat or come out the bat. Come out the gate with uh I I love the stupid bit with uh Sanji and Duval when <laughs> first the two there's two good ones where at first du, Duval's <laughs> like taking Sanji and the rest of them are flying away on the fish and then Sanji's just kind of like, "All right, step on it, Duval. We got to get there as fast as possible." And he's like Oh, dude, I'm already going like full speed. And he's like, oh, perfect. All right. So if we're going at full speed, then we'll make it. Wait, this is full speed. We're going like three miles an hour. He's <laughs> 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 like, what did I get fucking anywhere? And then uh, the the stupid bit at the end after they Duvall was like, ah, I'm the smartest goon of them all. I always knew that they were going to take him here due to my intuition. And he was like, well, notice how after we found out where they were going, we didn't have to change direction because I started in that direction from the get go. And then Sanji's <laughs> like, my God. This man's this man's a genius. He's playing four D he, chess. He's playing five D chess right now, and then, and then he arrives second. And Sanji was like, "You idiot! We didn't even make it here first. You suck!" Just to see Chopper walking on the land. Sanji, hey! <laughs> oh man, dude, I love it so much. Stupid. Sanji was bits. almost proud of his protege. Almost. And then uh, on on a more serious note, obviously the 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 entire scene with Hachi and Luffy at the end is just it, it gets me every time. Big Sam gets me every time. That's all I got. I'll, I won't I won't share, take the floor too long. Uh, I only can really think of two. Uh, the first one is just Duvall's flashback to him flirting on girls. <laughs> flirting. That's what that was. <laughs> Winking. It was an attempt. <laughs> <laughs> I love the part where he's like, they were like. Oh, yeah, I started. I tried flirting with some women the other day. Didn't go as well as I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, the whole, just like real that, depressed. And, like, it just flashbacks to him, like, trying to, like, wink, but he, like, looks like he's, like, having hemorrhoids or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a part of me really wondered, a part of me genuinely believes he might have had some mild success in that uh, interaction if he just didn't try to wink. Yeah, maybe. They I was like, he's an off. objectively, like, hot looking dude. You know, he's. Uh, maybe the confidence rubs off on them the right way and then he just has a something with his face and they were like tee bye <laughs> i forgot my second quote so <laughs> <Good talk. laughs> all right moving on to the golden ham uh i i can't in my heart of hearts feel that it luffy's could fist go to anyone other than luffy's fist of course uh no <laughs> Uh, I'm down to give it to Luffy uh, or or Hachi, and that is that is the hill I will die on. I will die. I on am other. also on that coin flip. I'm going to con. I'm going to offer more conviction and say Hachi. I see. I see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm stuck on Luffy with Luffy's fist. All right, I have a coin right here. It's a silver half dollar. Uh, heads is Luffy, tails is Hachi. All right. All right, uh, I just hit the ceiling with that. My bad. Uh, it is heads. <laughs> heads for Luffy. Oh, come on. For the folks at home, he has a 19-foot ceiling, so that's actually quite an impressive feat. <laughs> Show some gusto. Make your own Show decisions. Show some gusto. Yeah, wait a minute. No, he's on to something. No, what a- no, better, no better than playing the numbers game. We might as well play the stupid numbers game then. You really want to do that? I don't, which is why I want you to offer more conviction and gusto. Gusto. He's on to something. You know, I pick Hachi. No. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I, I was feeling Hachi mostly because I was like, Luffy's like too 
quote unquote easy of an answer. I, I, we, got, I we, can't keep, we can't keep using the Luffy is an easy answer bit. Like at some point, Luffy's got to get got to earn that. That for that's why his I'm actions. giving it to him now. No, nah, but I, I like think Hachi. This more. is an earnable one. Punching that smug bastard in the face. I have a very important question. Is this coming out in two weeks or three weeks from today? Two. Damn, dude. I'm not even I'm not even kidding. If it came out three weeks from today, we would be two days away from the two year anniversary of the one and only time we gave Hachi the ham. <gasps> we have time. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. We we could we could wait on Hachi for a week. Nah, fuck you, Hachi now. <laughs> yeah, Hachi now, Hachi now. It's I two weeks. I can tell you it's two weeks. Alright, Hachi's Hachi. Hachi's winning here. I'm in on Hachi. I'm, I'm all in on Hachi. Hachi like made me feel though. things. And people, somebody somebody called me an animal last week for saying Hachi was my favorite of the Fishman trio. I don't remember that. Somebody did. Probably Justin. Fishman tri- oh, of Kami the Starfish and Hachi? Yeah. I mean, I feel that. I think I like Papagoo a lot, though. I mean, he's a bit of a baby in these eps, but otherwise, I like Papagoo a lot. Same. Papagoo's funny. All right, well, we did it. We got we we, we got through everything. Onto uh, the final thingy. Listener recommendation. Listener recommendation. Where's the, where's the haiku crab, man? I feel like we haven't done haikus <laughs> in eight years. I want to do a haiku, man. Secret is I threw that crab away. Boy, go get him back. <laughs> we fished him to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> I'll leave both the email here. Uh, so we got an email from uh, Christopher, a listener of ours, a couple days ago. And the email starts off, uh, you know, I'm going to read the whole email because it starts off with him praising me. And that's what I'm here for. All right. Well, oh, damn it. I'm going to tune out for a minute. Hey, guys, I just caught up on one piece of the lime and I'm excited to listen weekly now. Uh, sorry. That said, I started Panda View and just tuned into the March 29th episode, Justin Solo podcast after some of the other releases and was floored. I just wanted to say it was honestly my favorite of the whole Panda View series, which is great. I am sure the multiple people related to... Sorry, I'm sure that multiple re- people related to or were changed for the better. Uh, that takes a lot of courage to share your story, and I'm glad you did it, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you. On to the One Piece related stuff. Uh, his recommendation. A recommendation I have after being down with the cold this week and binging it on Netflix is Kotaro Lives Alone. I don't want to spoil much, but man, does this anime have a great cast slash subtle yet great plot development. Slice of life anime, correct me if I'm putting on the wrong genre, are usually not my go-to, so I was shocked to get hooked on it. I think if you all binge the short series, it would make for an interesting discussion, if not a full episode of Panda View, but regardless of that, you should check it out. Using Jordy's ranking system, 10 Lace Chips. My God, he even knows Jordy's ranking system. This man does listen to us. <laughs> God damn it. Jordy, what are you doing? Okay, so we now have uh, Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up playing in our eardrums right now. Thank you, Jordy. Appreciate that. Shout out to Hydrobot. <laughs> yeah, Jordy's here for all the listeners at home. He just, you know, sometimes decides to uh, abandon you, to be honest. So He's out for milk and cigarettes. <laughs> he's he's the dad he's the dad that never came back from getting a pack of smokes (laughs) (laughs) but like he still calls you on the phone every now and then because he wants to keep in touch kind of yeah he's not yasop or anyone like that you're just like but dad it's because he's legally obligated to yeah it's like this i I love talking to you on the phone and everything dad but i i kind of wish you would just come home and like you know be with me 
and we could go out and play catch. Sorry, sorry. I can't. I can't hear you, son. What? You, what was that? I'm going through a tunnel. <laughs> going through Dad, a tunnel. I see, you, I see you sitting in your car across the street right now. You can just come inside. <laughs> oh no! You hear, you hear the engine rev. <laughs> oh no! Too real. Too real. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the recommendation: uh, Cultural lives alone. Uh, I've seen this trailer on Netflix a couple weeks ago. Oh no! Is it a Netflix Netflix licensed one? Uh, I want to say yes, question mark. Uh, it's been recommended to me by a couple of my friends. Um, from what little I know about it, it's just about a kid who lives alone in an apartment complex, and it's just about that. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's all I think I know. Uh, the, the, the name Netflix being put on it is not inspiring confidence, I, I won't lie to you. Really? Why? If Netflix is involved in the production of it in any way, it tends to come out not great. It looks like normal anime, if that makes you feel any better. Although that probably just means it came from a really cheap Korean studio. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I Listen, uh, all I'm going to say is Records of Ragnarok, and that's it, dude. Ooh, I, I'm watching that one. That feels okay. Record of Ragnarok has a lot of issues, but uh, I haven't finished the season yet. But, you know, it's an enjoyable ride. I, I know. I was there. I was the first person here to talk about it. I, I like the show. I'm just saying that it could have been leagues better. So, you know, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it, baby. It, lo- it, lo- it looks pretty cool. I'll take, it, looks I'll take it. It looks like it has only 10 episodes even. So it looks like that, that it looks like quickly. Shin Chan to me at first glance. If sh- if it was like less it was more serious and less like Shin Chan was. Do you know what I'm saying? Way better animation, what you're obviously. Saying. You know what Shin Chan is? It's a really old anime. I think I vaguely remember it from when it's I was a, a kid. It's a really, really old anime that was very vulgar that centered oh. around like this, uh, this like tiny child and like his exploits. But it was like it was it was a mature show or something, or at least it was. I, I think it used to be on like Toonami back in the day. It was on Toonami. Well, it was on Adult Swim, but mm-hmm. yeah, it came on after Inuyasha. I used to watch it, but mm-hmm. it's it, it, it reminds me of Shin Chan just looking at some of the characters at least. Which is basically just like mm. little kid in normal world does funny things. It looks like <laughs> interesting. All right. Well, ten episodes is an easy enough watch, though. That 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 put that sways things in its direction. So. All right. Well, thank you, Christopher. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Appreciate all of our listeners. Uh, even if you don't write to us, we appreciate you. Don't don't just don't especially don't. Christopher because you know he actually <laughs> talks to us. You know. Well, let's right. not. Well, we got a couple of them. I, to do. I, I know. I'm kidding. I'm I maybe I should stop being that. If but... you would like to join the bandwagon, you can do this at. <laughs> Our Twitter at Panda Sightings. You can also send us questions at pandasightings at gmail.com. I wish you committed just nice a little segue. harder because that was almost really solid. I'm sorry. That was like <laughs> you started at like an eight to a nine and you fell to like a six, but I'm here for it. I'm still here for it. Keep that energy mm-hmm. for the next time. Welcome to my life. Started <laughs> as an eight, <laughs> fell to a six, and now a three. No, wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. No, no, no. He fumbled the ball, but he recovered. It's all right. I can't wait to watch Space Dandy with you guys. Dude. What's the update on that, by the way, bro? I've been waiting. I'm ready. I, we just got to pick a date. Give me the episodes first, and then we can just pick a date. That's fair enough. <laughs>